0: we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hey, CJ, remember that one time?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was fucking epic.
0: You're listening to Remember Remember That That One
1: Time, Time, the Inappropriate Storytime Podcast with CJ and Chris. And these are not your mama's fairy tales.
0: Okay, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Remember That One Time with your hosts, Chris and CJ. And this episode, we are remembering some times where we tried our best and it just was not good enough. Um, We completely failed, we fell on our faces, and it just, it went all downhill really, really quickly. I guess I'll go ahead and start us off. Mine was the most recent uh, screw-up that I've had in a while. We, I've, okay, I've been on this health food kick lately. So I've been at the produce section, buying tons of fruit and veggies, and I got in a mood for peaches. So I grabbed me some peaches, took them home, and within like two days, suddenly I had like 85,000 gnats in my apartment. They just completely took over. They were in every crevice of my apartment. Ew. Yeah, they were everywhere. Crevice? Yes, every, every crevice. crevice. They were everywhere. And it turns out that they were in the peaches that I bought from Walmart. Like, the Walmart produce section was already fucking infested. And these stupid-ass fruit flies had, like, burrowed into my peach, had babies, and hatched all of their billion babies in my kitchen.
1: That and is they literally were, disgusting. Isn't it?
0: It is the worst. Oh, and oh my that's God. Not...
1: I'm never buying produce at Walmart ever again.
0: No, I don't suggest it because that's not the only time I've seen that. There are these little oh my God. spiky ball things. I think they're called like Ram- rambutan or rambutan or something, and they're really good, but I went to go get some from Walmart, and I picked the, the package up in the produce section, and gnats literally exploded in the air. Like, there were
1: 50,000
0: gnats. So I pulled somebody in the produce section over, and I'm like, "Uh, hey, miss, do you want to go ahead and take this to the back and throw this shit away and, like, decontaminate your department? Or does this need to go on Facebook and it's going to hit the Hip Dixon page and y'all's asses be shut down? She was like, (laughs) oh, okay, Uh, yeah, I'll take care of that. Like, yeah, you will, bitch. Because oh you, so that's what happened. That's how my apartment got completely infested with gnats. And my my idea, I knew that there's a way to get rid of them by using dish soap, vinegar, and water. You mix it all together in like a cup or in a bowl, and they're drawn to the vinegar. And then when they get in the vinegar to do a little sip sip, they also sip sip some dish soap, and then they die die. So, (laughs) so that works and it kills them. Well, I was also reading that you could pour bleach down the sink to kill them too. In case there's like food or something that's down your sink that they're chewing on. And so you can just pour some bleach and kill them that way. And so my brain, I was like, all right, I'm going to double kill these bitches. They're going to be beyond dead. I'm going to put this bleach in this vinegar solution yeah, I didn't I failed chemistry.
1: I was like, I was just about to ask, were you not paying attention to chemistry?
0: <laughs> no, I don't know if you remember, but Miss Calkin gave me like seventeen tries to pass this damn class. <laughs> and eventually at the end she just let me take a computer program test that was like meh good enough and she passed me out of pity. So well, I,
1: I don't remember that because I didn't take chemistry, but I still okay. know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, don't it's do that, that. You don't do that. And suddenly we started smelling something in the apartment so awful and so strong and we started getting lightheaded and I have a bird and you can't even like light candles around birds cuz they've got these teeny tiny little lungs and anything like aerosol will like kill them if you use teflon pans and they get too hot and the smoke comes up that'll kill them if you use a self-cleaning oven that will kill them so i accidentally created chlorine gas in my apartment and of course that's going to kill everything in the apartment so i almost killed my family while trying to kill all of these gnats so we took the bird put him in his little to-go box and drove him over to my husband's family's house and he spent the rest of the afternoon there while we opened up the windows and left fans on and all of the doors open to get the smell out of the apartment so that we didn't come home and die in the middle of the night of chlorine gas poisoning.
1: That would suck so bad. Oh I know.
0: I mean, imagine that being like the headlines, like how, how you died. Family, dies like everybody would probably assume that those gnats like came from our dying rotting bodies oh. and all this time like the gnats were the problem to begin with they were not the product of it right it's just a nasty coincidence that somebody would walk up in this apartment you'd have like a dead bird on the floor and two dead humans in a bed and then 85,000 gnats
1: everywhere so but, like in a roundabout way, the gnats would have killed
0: you? Yeah, basically. Instead of us killing the gnats, the gnats would have killed us. Son of a bitch.
1: by gnats. Awful. Nice.
0: But it took a couple, a good couple of days, but once I decided bleach was not the solution, I, <laughs> I still stuck with my vinegar mixture and I had like 17 of these little bowls of vinegar and soap all over the apartment and I finally got rid of them within a week. But there were so many tiny little black gnat carcasses. It was awful. So moral of the story, don't buy produce from Walmart. If you do, make sure it's not infested. And if it is infested, don't make chlorine gas to kill the bugs. Yes. Moral of the story.
1: Good lesson. I mean, I definitely learned something. I'm never, ever buying produce at Walmart ever again.
0: And that sucks, because
1: that's where I usually get my produce, but nope, not anymore. Yeah, I'm going to suggest Kroger
0: or Publix. Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm going to become one of those Publix bitches that's just like, you know, in there, like squeezing all the melons and thumping all the peaches and
0: asking
1: for discounts on, you know, substandard fruits.
0: Yeah, I never really put a second
1: second thought
0: into looking (laughs) if fruit is good or not. I just... You know, took the benefit of the doubt that if it's being sold in a store, it's probably <laughs> fresh and good. Right. But now mm. I have to, like, look at the contents. Oh, how many gnats are on this one? Oh, only five? Okay, it'll still be good for a day. No. Arf. It's awful. <laughs> so I don't suggest it. But uh, you're, well, <laughs> I think we share the next one because it yeah. was a disaster on your part. Yeah. You blame it on me when in fact it was technically your fault. So that's true.
1: What happened here? So um I love Will and Grace. I have for years. And um so when me and Chris were in high school, I decided that uh I wanted to, to have red hair like Deborah Messing and one week before prom to be exact. And for some fucked up reason, I thought that we could just, you know, go to Walgreens and buy a box of Herbal Essence Clairol or whatever. And um, A box. You hear this. A, a box. box. One box. And if you don't know me, I'm one of those people that has hair like just... There's pounds. I don't measure my hair in inches or whatever. It's pounds. It weighs so much. And at the time, it was almost down to my ass. So, I don't know why I thought that one box was going to cut it. And furthermore, I don't know why I thought that a freaking Hollywood star goes to Walgreens to get her hair color. Why did I think that my hair was going to turn out like that? We were kids
0: and that was the only option that we had.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess. I... we were about to graduate high school. I kind of, it, it makes me It makes me wonder, like, how mature were we really? Clearly not very.
0: Because I mean, we still haven't really reached that point.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think we have. So we go into Walgreens, and I buy one box. I spent, like, $7. I buy one box of hair color. And I didn't even really, like, it's not like I went in there with a picture or anything. I was just winging it. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Walked in there, bought the box, took it home. And, of course, do we tell our parents that we're doing this? No. Oh, hell no. We don't. Because they would have told us no. Just like exactly. everything else. We, you just ask for forgiveness. It's easier than permission. Yes. So, um, So we get home. And, uh, and I think, like, one of us smuggled the Walgreens bag in our purse and, you know, mm-hmm. go, to, go to my room and we're, like, you know, taking it apart and everything, looking at it. And I'm like, well, we should probably do this in the bathroom just probably. in case. I mean, I've never, at this point, I've never dyed my hair before. I've had it highlighted here and there, but not you like You had virgin on. hair. Yeah, not like I've never full on dyed my hair before. And so we go in the bathroom and we're, you know start to mix it up in the little bowl and Chris is like yeah I totally got this it's gonna be fine my mom's like knocking on the bathroom door like what are y'all doing in there and we're like nothing <laughs> you know yeah we've only been in
0: here for 45 minutes giggling and you can tell we're making a mess but we're not doing anything at all
1: and nothing so right. yeah she starts mixing it up and putting it on my head and she got like what maybe two or three inches from my, from my roots. And she like runs out because my hair is just like soaking it up. It's just it's, like you said, it's virgin hair. It's never been dyed before. It's soaking it up. She runs out. So I have all of this hair, like inches and inches, feet, feet of hair left. Yes. That don't have any dye on it whatsoever. So she's like, it's fine. We can fix this. So she's like, Picking up my hair and like rubbing it around on my scalp, trying to get s- just spread it around. And I mean, I didn't really grasp how bad it was. I guess because I couldn't see it, but I can imagine like you were probably like low key panicking because I think. A little you bit. I think well, yeah, I it was I've been be bad.
0: <laughs> well, I've been dyeing my hair since I was twelve, so I know what it's supposed to look like in the middle of it. And I told you, you needed more than one box. You needed at least three boxes for your amount of hair. And so when we got to the point of like trying to add water to the mix to make it last longer,
1: it got bad. It got so bad. And uh, so she start. you know, we wait the, the time that it tells us she starts rinsing it out in the bathtub. And I mean, she just, I don't know, I could tell something was horribly wrong. Because she just, she wasn't talking. She just had this look on her face like, this is so bad. And so, I, and I couldn't really tell immediately how bad it was until because it was so wet. And I started to dry it. And I was just like, oh my god. What the fuck have I just done? It's, like, saturated, like, super, super, super dark up at the roots. And, I mean, not even dark. It was, it was like, it was orange. Mm-hmm. It was almost, like, UT orange. It was terrible. It was all saturated and really, you know, really pigmented or whatever at the root. And then it just kind of faded. And not in an even, like, ombre-type fade. It was, like, very splotchy and streaky and polka dotty and it was just so bad and I was like how the fuck am I gonna get out of this there's no way I can hide this I'm not one of those people that can just shove their hair up into a hat that's not happening I can't even shove my hair into a wig like there's Mm -hmm. there's no out no way out of this besides to shave it all off and start over and it's a week from senior prom it's like two weeks from graduation what the fuck am I gonna do And so, I think, I think we, we just decided, like, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna walk out into the living room like nothing's wrong, and just, I mean, it's not like my mom's not gonna notice. She's gonna notice. Uh, yeah, your hair
0: is dramatically different.
1: We're gonna get in deep shit. Yep. So, we just went out there and faced the music, and my mom just went ham. Mm -hmm. She she was crying she was pissed i think she threw something at us she was like this is not how i imagined my daughter to look when she graduated high school and just all (laughs) believe me mom neither did i yeah me either like it's my hair like how do you think i feel i'm how am i supposed to go to school tomorrow and of course you know i was trying to weasel my way out of going to school and you know go go into some hair place and getting it fixed and she's like oh no No, no, no. You fuck this up. You're going to go to school and you're going to, you're, you're just, you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to figure it out because I'm done. I told you not to do stupid shit like this. And what did you do? You went and did stupid shit like this. So you are on your own. You're going to learn today. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and I did because like I said, not ever dying my hair before. I don't know how expensive this stuff is, I didn't realize that once you dye your hair, you can't just dye it again. Like mm-hmm. you can't be putting all those chemicals on your hair. It'll just fall out. And, um, so I went to school and yeah, I got like a million questions and everybody was laughing at me and it was terrible and awful. And so I, uh, I made an appointment with, um, like one of the, it was like one of those hair chains, like, um, I think it was Fantastic called Sam's Styl- or something. It was like Style America or something like that, and they mm-hmm. said that they had a corrective coloring treatment mm-hmm. for you know disasters like this. And I mean, I knew it was going to be expensive, but shit, I didn't know. It wasn't like sixty expensive.
0: bucks or something?
1: No, it was way more than sixty bucks. It was like a hundred and fifty bucks. Jesus! And it, it didn't do shit. I looked the exact same walking out of there as I did when I walked in. I was pissed. I mean, if you can imagine a 17-year-old in a, inside of Style America asking for the manager. that Oh, was God. Like, I was pissed. I was like, I literally don't look any different. And, you know, the lady was, I kind of felt bad after, you know, after it was all said and done. She was trying to explain to me, like, you really, really, really fucked up. Like, this you can't just fix this. Like, you fucked up. This is a
0: you-have-to-grow-it-out thing.
1: Yeah, it was, it was just bad. She was like, I did the best I could. I did what I could without putting so much chemicals on your hair that it's going to fall out. This is the best it's going to get. And I just, I was not having that. I was like, no, fuck you. This is not the best it can get. You're, you might as well be a fucking barber student because this sucks. And I can't believe I paid you $150 for that. And I just stormed out like a little spoiled-ass brat. And so I was like, fine, I'm going to go to Dillard's because that was back when Dillard's had a salon in it. I was like, I'm going to go to Dillard's. All them fancy bitches in there getting their hair done getting blowouts and stuff. Surely they can fix this. So I go to Dillard's and, you know, I, was, I figured I'd have to make an appointment, but they actually had time to work me in right then. And um, and they kind of told me the same thing. They were like, you know, I mean, we'll do what we can, but don't expect a miracle because this is pretty bad. And I was like, I'm, I don't, I want to find somebody that's not going to tell me it's pretty bad because, right? I mean, at prom, prom is in six days. Somebody fucking help me. <laughs> and so same exact thing happened there. It just, it did next to nothing. I was pissed. I forked out even more money. And so I went to school the next day and I was talking to somebody, and they were like, oh, well, you should go to the girl I go to. And it's like this little tiny um, log cabin out in the middle of nowhere, but she does a really good job. And I was like, all right, I mean.
0: It's worth a fucking shot at It's this point. worth
1: a shot. And so I walk in there, and she was like, yeah, it's pretty bad, but here's what we can do. She said, you know, you can't, it's not going to go back to blonde right away that's going to take some time but what we can do is darken it up and you know it's it's going to it's going to be really really dark at least make it even dark red but I can make it all the same color and so I was like fine do it I'm like I I have this much money left I was 17 years old I was working at Corky's as a hostess it's not like I was made of money so I was like this is how much money I have left to my name. So that's how much I can pay you. (laughs) She was like, she was like, it's fine. We can, we can deal with this. We'll work it out. And I was like, all right. And so I swear I was there for like, I don't know. It probably took her a good three hours, but by God, she got it all one color and it was not a pretty color. It was like maroon, like straight up maroon. And our school colors were maroon. So our, cap and gown that was maroon and so like once i put on my cap for graduation it just looked like my hair <laughs> was just a continuation of the cap it was yeah like... the
0: only thing you could see is just <laughs> this like white face yeah this neon white face and that's it
1: inside this like maroon mullet yeah it was, oh my god it was so bad and so yeah katie's been doing my hair ever since nobody else has touched my hair since So, lesson learned, Courtney doesn't dye her own hair anymore.
0: And she also does not let Chris touch it either. No. Fuck no.
1: Nobody. Nobody touches it.
0: Nope. Nobody but your stylist, and that is it.
1: That's it. Yep. I don't blame you. My
0: next one was somewhat recently as well. It was when I had just been dating my husband for a little bit. And I decided I was going to wow him with some of my culinary skills, which are lacking to say the least. I can't cook. I can't cook shit. I, well, that's the thing. I can cook shit. That's the only problem. I can cook hamburger helper and like mashed potatoes. And that's pretty much the extent of it. Like macaroni and cheese, I'm good. But when it comes to like frying chicken or boiling chicken or baking chicken or cooking chicken anything with chicken basically or anything with meat like i can figure out how to like fry up a pork chop that's pretty simple but chicken terrifies me because i'm always concerned that i didn't cook it long enough and we're going to end up with like e coli or something from eating this raw bird (laughs) and so i'm convinced i'm going to kill us by undercooking chicken so i don't know what to do with the chicken when somebody hands me just chicken breast that you get at the store, and they're like, Oh, hey, here's something you can do a recipe with this chicken breast. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do with that. <laughs> like, it's not breaded. I can't just put it in the oven and cook it for 20 minutes and then voila have like chicken strips.
1: No. Only you. I mean, chicken <laughs> is the most versatile product that, that's ever been made in the you know- entire world of
0: food. If you know how to cook it without killing people, but I don't. So I ended up with some, I don't know if his grandmother gave it to us or something, but I ended up with some in my freezer. And we're looking through and I'm like, there's nothing to eat. I don't want fucking hamburger helper again. So Ethan was like, all right, well, do something with this chicken. And that's the scariest sentence. You don't give me permission to just do something with this chicken. So I take it out. I'm like, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to bake it in the oven. We're going to have baked chicken. So I take out the little strips of chicken breast. I put it out on a flat pan like you would put french fries on or something. And then I season the shit out of this chicken. I'm like, we're going to throw some paprika on this bitch, some Italian seasoning. <laughs> I got some like cumin over here. I'm mustard greens. I don't give a shit. I'm just every spice I own. I'm going to put on this chicken. And so I completely seasoned, over seasoned this chicken pieces on this baking sheet and I popped it in the oven okay here's another problem i i do a one size fits all oven so i always cook everything at 400 degrees and then i vary my time based on what it is which is a bad idea so i cooked it at 400 degrees and i was like well i want to make sure the chicken is like good and done so i don't Kill us with the undercooked chicken. So I put it in for like forty-five minutes at four hundred degrees to make sure it was good and done. Well, by the time it came out, I pulled it out of the oven and I was like, "Oh shit, this this is not even going to be edible." So I'm like, "All right." Ethan's in the background going, "You know what did you do for dinner?" I'm excited. Bring me my dinner, and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna call it chicken surprise." <laughs> a surprise if you're able to eat it. So I bring him his little plate and he's like, the fuck is this? I like inadvertently made chicken jerky because these chicken strips, the chicken breasts, one, they were black because I put every seasoning known to man on them. And then I overcooked them so they like shrank up. So I had like homemade chicken Slim Jims for dinner.
1: That's all we had. So you guys ate them?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was cute because he, like, took a bite of one. And, you know, when you get, like, really rough jerky, he was like, and, like, pulls it (laughs) out. And he was like, mmm, it's something. Thank you, babe. Better luck next time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's when you throw it out and go to Taco Bell.
0: I know, right? I think that was one of the weeks that that wasn't an option. But if it had been, please believe we would have. Because (laughs) that was absolutely terrible. And he still makes fun of me for making chicken jerky on accident. And this is why, to this day, I still don't make meat. You know what we had for dinner tonight? Well, I didn't have anything because I'm fasting. But he, uh, his grandmother sent home this, last Sunday because we go to his grandparents' house every Sunday for brunch and she'll send us home with, like, leftovers or something and he's got, like, this giant plate of ham and it's not just, like, boar's head ham or something. It is, like, half of a pig. Ham is pig, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. Wow. It was half of a pig on this plate and so... Throughout the week, I've just been like dishing him out plates of ham and that's what he's been eating because you know what I can do? Yeah, just ham. So I've just literally, it's like, okay, I'm going to take this ham from this plate and put it on this plate, put it in the microwave, feed it to husband. That's how I cook. I i, I know your Chris
1: would be absolutely abhorred <laughs> and would well, be I like, mean, I'm going to starve to death. You can't take care of me. I don't know. I mean, he really loves him some ham and he's a fucking freak of nature and he likes to eat it warm, which I just, I don't understand that. Dude, this ham that I've been
0: feeding Ethan, mm, it looks like it only should be eaten warm because like there's so much, I don't know if she just like dipped it in bacon grease before she cooked it. Because there's this, like, yellow jelly on the bottom of it, which is, like, this fat and bacon grease mixture, and it makes me want to barf. So, like, when I'm transferring this ham from one plate to another, I have, like, I'm double fisting forks because I'm not about to touch this ham because I will barf. I cannot stand that, the look of it, the texture, I can't do it. So, I'm, like... Sticking forks in each side of it and moving it over. I cannot imagine eating that cold. Well, like I mean,
1: maybe that's the fat part, but I don't uh, know. Not
0: any of it. I can't. Mm-mm. I don't think I, don't I know.
1: Like it, I'm, I just think of like like a uh, honey baked ham at Thanksgiving or Christmas, and you know it's always it's okay. cold and it's got the crunchy sugar stuff on the outside, and I don't know. Yeah, um, I, we, I, we I get yeah. ham it's cold and it's like, you know, you put it on a sandwich. I don't know. Chris's Chris's family eats it warm and it's just weird to me. I don't know.
0: I get it. That's how I am with turkey, especially around Thanksgiving. I like my turkey cold like with turkey and mayonnaise on a sandwich. I get that. Warm turkey is weird to me too. Yeah. So um uh, that's I'm sure that adventures in cooking there will be many, many down the road as I continue to attempt to keep my husband alive and there's probably also going to be more trips to taco bell than anything
1: well i mean if you if all those fails there's always salmon steaks i mean oh my god
0: i have i am not even joking i counted them this afternoon before i handed him ham because he was like what do we have in the or what do we have in the freezer we have three bags of these Bertoli things." It's like chicken parmesan, and they're nasty, and his grandmother keeps buying them for him, and I don't understand, because we don't eat them. They're nasty.
1: Do we I have those
0: things? Well, you can have them. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm going to send you home with, like, three Bertolli's, five bags of pizza rolls, because she buys the, like, 800-piece pizza rolls.
1: Shit. Yeah. Get out. They make an 800-count pizza roll? And no,
0: I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I really think it is 90.
1: Wow, that's like, that's yeah, like two servings for Chris. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, if Chris wants kidding. some,
0: I have like 10 bags of uh, pizza rolls in the freezer too. And oh he's like, God. I don't want pizza rolls. And then the rest of the, like, there's literally half of the freezer full of salmon. There's probably no joke, at least 12 to 15 salmon steaks. Oh my God. And he could eat them all in one sitting. I shit you not. The boy. Loves some salmon. He's if I let him loose in Alaska, he it would take him five minutes, and he would be waiting in the river fighting a fucking bear over some salmon. Oh my god! Yeah, he would stick his head in the water, pull up, and just would have a fish in his mouth. Um, I would pay good money
1: to see that. Actually,
0: I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That would be something. Bam! Boy loves salmon. I can't cook chicken. There's the moral of the story for that.
1: Don't yeah. cook your
0: chicken at 400 degrees for 45 minutes over seasoned.
1: Now you know. The more yeah. you know. Exactly. So speaking of food, um, one time I decided that I needed to branch out and try some different kinds of food. Apparently someone said I was closed-minded because I went to Olive Garden eight times in one month. And I failed to see a problem with that. First of all, I mean, Bread if sticks. unlimited soup salad and breadsticks is wrong, then I don't want to be right. And second... You know all those jokes about the cheese graters, like the Parmesan cheese grinder things, and they, you know, they're waiting for you to say when, and it's like six hours later, and they're standing there knee-deep in Parmesan, and you still want more. Like, they'll do that for you if you want. I don't even apologize. I mean, after going there eight times in one month, I was on a first-name basis with all of the staff. They offered me a cheese rewards card. I didn't even know that was a thing. Apparently, it's only offered to, like, Olive Garden connoisseurs. I don't know, because they didn't offer it to me until I had been there, like, quite a bit.
0: Do you get the status of being able to tell them, like, don't you know who I am and I pay your paycheck?
1: Right. I own this place. Right. I mean, I had my name engraved on a booth. Like, it was great. (laughs) So, anyway, someone told me I should branch out, and I don't know, it's, like, I felt like I was being challenged, like, I couldn't have just Googled a restaurant I'd never been to before, I had to, like, go and find literally the most bizarre type of food ever, and so I found this place called, like, Ethiopian Hut or some shit, and I guess on some, like, subconscious level, I was equating it to, like, Pizza Hut, and I was hoping that, I was going to end up with like some sort of Ethiopian pizza hybrid or something. Spoiler alert, that's not even remotely close to what happened. Mm -mm. So the first thing that should have put me off of this place was that it was in the ghetto, like bars on the windows. I didn't realize till later on that it wasn't so much about keeping people locked out as much as it was keeping people trapped inside. So we go in this place, and I swear to God, it looks like the inside of a portable from middle school. Like, if an angry patron punched their, the, the wall with their fist, it would have gone straight through to the other side. So we sit down, and I guess in my mind, I'm, like, preparing to come back with a report to this person who called me closed-minded so I could be like, ha! Ha! I'm a regular at this authentic Ethiopian place. I speak fluent Ethiopian. As a matter of fact, I grew up in Tevki. That's a city in Ethiopia. And
0: The more you know.
1: I'm not going to lie. I had to Google it. <laughs> Anyways, so, so I'm looking at this menu, and I mean, I'm just not really familiar with this particular dialect of Ethiopian, so I had to ask the waitress for clarification. Are you familiar and, with any dialect of Ethiopian? I mean, maybe. All right. You have so, secrets, so so she's like briefly describing each item on the menu, and I'm struggling to understand her because, and I'm like low key vomiting in my mouth at the thought of eating any of this stuff. I mean, the two most appetizing things on the menu were yak intestines and pigeon liver lightly sautéed in a butter sauce. Nice. So, I mean, how can anything sautéed in a butter sauce has to be halfway decent? I'm thinking, but right, you no. Know. So the dude I'm with is like, oh, we should get this sampler appetizer platter thing that has, like, authentic Ethiopian bread and all these different things for dipping. And I'm, like, imagining pita bread or naan and, like, hummus and spinach. Yeah, this is not Greek. Dip, Things like that. Yeah, it's definitely not Greek. <laughs> I found that out real fast. So we ordered that, and the waitress comes back with our drinks. And I started asking her about like Ethiopian traditions and stuff, you know, for the report I was preparing. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in our discussion, she mentions that when you're in an Ethiopian person's home or you're at a restaurant for a meal, it's considered like a slap in the face to the chef if you don't completely clean your plate. And so right away, I'm worried about portions because I'm like flashing back to my regular order of the tour of Italy at the Olive Garden. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a sampler platter that's made to be shared between a couple of people, but I, mean, no. I, I accept the challenge, and I polish it off on my own, but that's only because I like it. So I'm like, oh my god, what if the portions are huge, and I don't like the food, and and I was like, wait, they're Ethiopians. It's not going to be that much food. No, ooh, sorry, that was, that was too far. That was being, no. Well, you're okay. not in Ethiopia. <laughs> Anyways, the time finally comes. She's bringing out this sampler platter, she sets it down, and y'all, you know how at baby showers, people spoon out baby food into little blobs, you're supposed to eat it and try to guess what flavor it is?
0: Oh, God, did you try curry? Oh,
1: that's what this all looked like. It was like this giant plate with pretty decent-sized blobs all around the edge and all these different colors, and the quote-unquote bread was in the middle. I picked up this so-called bread, and I can't even compare it to anything. Like, I wouldn't call it bread. I was like, so, okay, imagine if you had, like, a whole wheat tortilla, and it's got all these tiny little air bubbles in it, and then you take a rolling pin, you press it down till it's as thin as a crepe, and then you soak it in water for three days, and then you try to put it on a platter and pass it off as bread. I mean, this is bullshit. Bread is sacred. (laughs) Bread is supposed to be the common denominator in all cultures. It's a staple that brings people together. It's supposed to make people happy, not scared and confused.
0: Bread is Jesus' body, right?
1: It is. But I'm an equal opportunity bread connoisseur, so I was going to give it a shot. Big mistake. This bread was so fucking soggy, I wrung it out. You. I wrung it out. Imagine that. So I tried the, I tried the green blob first, and it tasted like straight booger puree, and i was like really struggling to swallow it without crying. Oh, I made it, I made up my mind. I'm not trying any more of these blobs. This is why I don't try new things. I mean, I know what I like and I stick to it, but I don't want to offend the chef because she said it's like a slap in the face if I don't finish all this food. And I'm like, I'm not want about to slapping chefs. It. How am I going to get rid of all this shit without actually consuming it? So I got an idea. I flagged down the waitress and I asked her for extra napkins. And so she brings them. She brings them out. And um, I put the dude I'm with, I put him on waitress watch to make sure she doesn't see. And I proceeded to scoop all of the blobs. Well, as much of the blobs as I could into these napkins, like by, a, by the handful. Well, by the spoonful. And I started headed towards the bathroom and I get in there and I realize that this stuff is really smelly. And if I just throw it in the trash, it's going to smell and they'll know what I've done. And I don't know why I was so concerned with what they thought of me. It's not like I was going to be a regular customer.
0: Right. They're never going to see you again.
1: (laughs) Right. But I don't know. I was just really concerned. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to flush it down the toilet. And so I did. (laughs) And I go back to the table And I'm like, I think I can get the rest of the blobs in one more trip. So I scoop the rest into a napkin. I head to the bathroom again. I flush this one, and it gets stuck. I mean, that's like the scariest fucking thing when you look down at a toilet that you just flushed, and the water starts rising. Oh, God. your heart starts racing, and you break out into a sweat, you're like praying to God it stops before it overflows. Well, this time it didn't. Oh, God. Yeah, and during the flush like the napkin tour and all the blobs mixed in with the water and it looks like diarrhea water coming out and so I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do so I have my phone in there I called my date and he's at the table and I tell him to pay the check super fast so we can run like right when I get out of the bathroom he's like um what do I do with this soggy bread And I was like, I mean, it's basically the same consistency as, like, paper mache. So, like, try to see if you can stick it to the bottom of the table. And he does. Oh, no. It stuck. It actually stuck to the bottom of the table. (laughs) And thank God the waitress had already left the check. He just literally threw a bunch of money on the table. And he gave me the all-clear. And we peeled out of the parking lot and we went straight to the Olive Garden. And that is why I don't try new things, especially food, because that was just... Ugh, it was so bad. Never again. Never. Never.
0: Wow. Well, I don't suggest it ever. No. Uh, I think Greek is about as uh exciting as I get. I'd say exciting, but on the... Uh, what do you call it? The topic of different cultures. I had decided, and mine's this isn't about food anymore. I've gone back to uh, great hair disasters like we had with your glorious red mop. I decided, see, I play on Pinterest when I get bored at work, if I'm like caught up on stuff. And I decided that I was going to look super cute with what my husband and his sister have decided to call Asian bangs because they're the ones that you see all the cute little skinny Asian chicks with those bangs that are like super blunt directly across their forehead and landing like right at their eyebrows. Now I, if I do it or if I have it done by a hairdresser and it kind of poofs out a little bit and it's like more nineties bangs, I can rock that look. But I decided to cut my own bangs, which I have a pretty bad history of anyways.
1: This is not the first time.
0: No, it's not the first time this has happened. But I pulled up. I was like, yeah, I can do this. I've been dying my hair. If I can dye my hair, I can cut it, of course. So I pulled up a YouTube tutorial, which is never a good idea. If you have to pull up YouTube to learn how to do something, go ahead and take it to a professional because you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. Like, it's just not a good idea. So I pulled up a YouTube tutorial, and it said to, like, get the hair that you want to cut together and, like, put it between your two, uh, first finger and the second finger, then twist it, and then just cut straight across. Well, it doesn't work like that. So that's what I did, and it looked so horrible. Like, there was no when you have bangs, they're supposed to be like, yeah, they're flat on the top, but then they're supposed to like fade into your hair on the sides. And it didn't do that. It was just like hair, hair, and then straight (laughs) across flat. It was so bad. So, and of course, I mean, what's done is done. I can't put it back. So I spent the rest of the next six weeks or so with my bangs pulled up in that Obnoxious little bump that everybody had about ten years ago. Like it was so popular that they actually sold these things called bumpets.
1: I had bumpets. You had bumpets. Yes, exactly. It's
0: when Jersey Shore was popular and everybody was putting that giant lump in the top of their head before they put their hair up for a ponytail. So I rocked that look for like six weeks for the sheer purpose of hiding the shame that was my bangs and <laughs> the
1: first
0: yeah the first time I did that was in middle school
1: Yeah, or
0: what it was it was middle school I decided well my mom cut my bangs and because I decided again I want bangs it's going to be super cute so they took me to Walmart to get my hair cut, which is a mistake in and of itself. And it turned out horrible. So I decided that I was going to just, you know what? I'm done with bangs. I'm going to cut them all off. Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, and then like, I got to the point of cutting them off and I was left with like half a centimeter of hair sticking directly out in front. Like, it was, like, an awning over a business, but it was my bangs. (laughs) So to get rid of that...
1: was your face. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And to get rid of my bang awning, I took, like, an actual razor that you shave your legs with and, like, shaved my bangs.
1: Oh, this is so cringy. I mean, I (laughs) remember it like it was yesterday, but it's just still so cringy. I know. This is why...
0: I've decided that if if any hair needs to be modified besides coloring, I take it to a professional now. Now, see, we've got the opposite. Like, yours, if it needs coloring, you're going to a professional. Yep. But mine, if it needs cut, it's definitely going to a professional because I done learned cutting my own hair is not not a good thing for me.
1: Yeah, and we also learned that there are two things that Walmart does not do. Produce and haircuts.
0: Yeah, or sushi. Remember when we tried that Walmart sushi? Yeah. On like a road trip or something? That wasn't too oh. long ago, but they don't sell it anymore. So I think they got the hint.
1: Yeah. I don't remember where that was, but yeah, it was it was bad. It was so bad. I yeah. mean, and sushi to me is one of those things that's like, It's got to be really bad for it to be bad because I freaking love sushi. Yeah. This. Nope. Nope. It was bad.
0: Real bad. We won't be doing that again. No, we won't. So add that to your list of things you've learned today. Uh, Walmart, skip the sushi, skip the produce and skip the haircuts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically just canned and boxed goods only. Yeah. and, and electronics that's yeah. basically all that walmart is good for and people watching
0: yeah well yeah. speaking of people watching is there a place you like to go to do that
1: well funny you should ask because um there it's is called a, a place- transition
0: and i am a uh, professional that's why i ask
1: <laughs> <laughs> good job so um Yeah, me and my, I have two other friends that we always go out dancing on uh, Friday nights. And we have, we have the same place that we go to every single Friday night. And yeah, we usually do a lot of people watching there and it's pretty awesome. But, um, you know, we just, we felt like changing it up one night. And, uh, and like the old place, they recently hired a new DJ and like, he don't know shit. He's like the worst DJ in the history of DJs. There's, like, dead space between songs. He plays shit that nobody has ever heard of before. He doesn't count us off right for the dances. It's terrible. Like, it would it would be so cringy for you as a DJ to go and listen to this guy just fuck up everything there is to fuck up in the world uh-huh. of DJ. It's so bad. So we decide we're going to switch it up, and we're going to go to an entirely new city. We're going to try a new bar. And so this particular city has two bars one of which doesn't even have a Facebook page. So right away I'm like, it's shady as hell. We ain't going there. So we pull up to the only other bar in town, walk in and like immediately I can tell that we're the only people in this entire place that don't qualify for Medicare. Nice. Like it old as fuck everybody.
0: So it's a legit honky tonk.
1: It's, I don't even know if I'd call it that. I, I don't know. Like, I don't really know a whole lot about nursing homes, but, like, you know how some nursing homes are, like, all-inclusive and they have, like, you know, different facilities there? Like, I feel like this is the kind of bar that should be attached to a nursing home, if that's even a thing. If it's not, then we should totally make it a thing. Yeah, Yeah, it has
0: to be. Anyway,
1: so we go up to the bar and order a beer, find a place to sit down, and we're sitting there watching this lady in her 70s. I mean, she looks like she's in her 70s. She's got an afro, and she's, like, breaking it down to Dancing Queen. And the owner owner comes up to us, and she tells us that the table we're sitting at is reserved. Reserved. I'm sorry, what? I mean, I'm thinking this is not the type of establishment where you call ahead for reservations. Right. The, The front window is completely missing. There's a giant piece of plywood nailed into the frame. So right away, we know there's been a shootout. You got the cast of Sons of Anarchy hanging out in the corner by the pool table and Grandma is tearing it up on the dance floor. But, you know, we moved anyways because at this point I have no idea who's going to try to fight us for this rickety-ass table and these three mismatched chairs. (laughs) Apparently it's a prime piece of real estate. So while we're uh, moving to the next table, the owner asked us if she could get us anything else and I was like, yeah, let's get around the shots. And so she said something that I didn't ever think I would hear a bar owner say ever. She goes, oh, darling, we don't have any liquor here. What? I don't even think we have shot glasses. What? I what are you serving? Pedialyte? Um, <laughs> right? Like, what the hell, dude? Where are we? This is the fucking Twilight Zone. I swear. So, I'm sure my face looked shocked as shit and she was she goes she looks like she was thinking real hard for a minute and she goes you know what i think i got some good shit for y'all i'll be right back this lady straight up came back to our table with this tiny little bottle of johnny bootlegger grape and a stack of robitussin cups nice Robitussin cups like I'm not I'm not talking like little mini plastic shot glasses I'm
0: talking You've got a better chance of getting drunk off of actual Robitussin
1: Actual Robitussin cups in a stack like how does one even get that many Robitussin cups that's what I want to know She must be drinking a lot of it Who drank all the bottles of Robitussin that went with these cups I don't know but I want to
0: party with them
1: So yeah So, I skipped out on the Robitussin cups, personally, because, honestly, I mean, when I'm given the choice between a bottle or a shot glass, I'm just going to drink it straight from the bottle. Because, I mean, why dirty another dish, you know? A (laughs) dish. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she was – well, I mean, you should probably throw them away. They should be single-serving Robitussin cups, but, I mean – We're, we already, we're kind of off to a bad start. I have, I kind of have a feeling this place is like washing and reusing their Robitussin cups, but that's just me. I don't know. I can't, I can't say for sure. So anyways, so right around the same time, another bartender shows up to the table with three beers and I was like, well, no, these must belong to someone else. We didn't order any more beers. And she's like, no, these are from the gentle, this is from the gentleman on the stage, the guy that's about to sing karaoke. Oh and yeah. I look up and it's like this sixty year old dude with no upper teeth and he's just smiling, waving at all of us, and then he proceeds to get up on the stage, introduce himself as Jerry, and sing Strokin. <laughs> Strokin'. <laughs> so then these two cops walk in and we're sitting at the table closest to the door and I whip around and I saw him. And, I mean, I'm a loud mouth, and I just blurted out, oh, my God, there's strippers, a lot like my bachelorette party. I don't know. I saw cops, and I just thought, I don't know. I thought they were strippers. I thought it would be funny to say that. And apparently one of them heard me, and he said, no, ma'am, we're not strippers, I can assure you. And I felt bad, and I didn't want him to feel bad. And I said something along the lines of, well, I mean, you could be if you wanted to. and and If you you set your
0: mind to it
1: if you try hard and believe in yourself right <laughs> he laughs and he goes I don't have the body of a stripper and stupid me I mean it wouldn't be a night out if I didn't put my foot in my mouth so I just went ahead and blurted out dad bought is a thing right and that's when I knew I had gone too far and so later on he scolded me for being on my phone in a bar So anyway, I mean, it wasn't a terrible night. We didn't pay for any drinks because that first round of beer, except for the first round, um, because the beers just kept magically showing up, courtesy of Jerry and the Geriatrics. (laughs) And we're the only people that utilize the dance floor all night long besides Afro, the ABBA dancing queen. And at the end of the night, the Robitussin cup lady comes up to us. She shakes all of our hands. And she says what a pleasure it was to finally have some quote-unquote young people in her bar. At least she and didn't this, say youngins. <laughs> yes, this thrilled me because, I mean, I'm 30. And in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty young. But, I mean, in the world of bar goers, that's like older than dirt and running water. I mean, usually everybody at the bar is like 12 years old.
0: Okay, and- so what I'm picturing is <laughs> remember the time that we went roller skating And, like, our neon gear. And we were, like, the most bomb-ass people in this roller rink because everyone else was 11. And so they were like, we worship you. Is that what you were like at this bar? Everybody's like, oh, my God, you're so young and full of youth. You own this shit.
1: (laughs) That's exactly, like, what it was. I'm not even kidding you. That's exactly, like, what it was. Nice. So, so anyways. um, So, yeah, she's just, like... She's thrilled to death that there's young people in her bar, and she just thanked us. And she was like, "Oh, I hope y'all come back." And I, I like, would, yeah.
0: I, I would like oh, weekly.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, you, I don't know. You could be a celebrity there. I guess I could. I I don't know, but um, anyways, so we uh we went to. We usually go to a Waffle House after, either Waffle House or Steak and Shake after our normal nights at the bar. But, I mean, this is a town that has two bars. They don't. Why don't have,
0: you just eat at the bar? Does don't most bars have food? Bar food?
1: I mean, this one. I, I well, this I one don't didn't have even have food. liquor, so I don't. Even if they had food, I don't know. <laughs> you know? When you when you're, uh, when the health inspector comes and your score is only sixty five. Um, uh
0: I so you'd be better off eating peaches from Walmart?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just I wouldn't. So uh so this town does not have a waffle house. They do not have a steak and shake. Um so but they did have a huddle house. And so we went to the huddle house and uh and it was it was pretty good actually. I mean I haven't been to a huddle house in I don't know how many years. I know or the last time I was, was at
0: one. Do you I, remember the last time I was at a huddle house?
1: No. I
0: fucked in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's when the H fell and turned sideways and so we called it the i house. <laughs> I
1: remember <Yes>. that now.
0: <laughs> I fucked in the parking lot of an i house. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Hashtag goals. I can't,
1: I can't believe I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, every time I pass it on the side of the interstate, like, they still haven't changed it. It's still a huddle house. And I'm like, wow. oh, God, every time I pass it.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I haven't I hadn't been to a huddle house in I don't know how long, but their menu is, like, freaking extensive. Like, it's got a lot of shit on it. Like, And I didn't realize you could stuff hash browns. Yeah. They have stuffed hash browns. Like I did not I was I I don't know, I was a little drunk, but I was like, This is revolutionary. (laughs) I mean, and oh, and also when we uh when we walked in and they sat us down, we're sitting two tables over from the Sons of Anarchy cast from the bar and uh and they commented on us and I quote them fancy dances. Oh Lord. Uh, And I mean that like now that we're at Huddle House and there's like actually some light and there's not like this haze of smoke covering everything, they didn't look so much like Sons of Anarchy cast. They looked more like the cast of Duck Dynasty. But I mean, I'd, I I think I'd do it again. I smelled like an ashtray for three days, but oh, I'm it was sure fun. it was fun. But yeah, the Robitussin cups. I just I don't know about that. I I guess if I did it again, I'd probably just, like, sneak in my own flask.
0: That's what I was going to say. Bring your own cups next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: That's funny. (laughs) So we also, um, on top of our own stories... We've opened up, um, well, if you've been listening at all, you'll notice that during the shows we've let you know that unfortunately we haven't found a way to include guests actually like interviewing and in person or over the phone, which is how we record, but we do take submissions of your stories that we will read on quote unquote on air um, so that you can still participate and believe it or not, we actually got a couple of guest stories this time. So keep up the good work, guys. We love to hear from you guys. Um All, I think, what, 16 people listened last episode on SoundCloud. So uh, woo, woo, yes. give it up for all 16 of you.
1: Hell yeah.
0: And hell yeah. So uh keep it coming. Next week's episode, we're looking at doing a special Halloween special. Special Halloween special, of course. And we're going to rehash some of our past Halloweens. I know of two: oh uh, one for her, and yeah, one for her, and one for me right away. And uh, so that's something we're going to do as a Halloween special. And we're going to dress up. Uh, we'll keep our costumes a secret for now, but we're going to dress up, and we're actually going to release our first podcast recording video on our website. That'll be linked to our Facebook page as well. Um, The video itself won't be on Facebook, but it'll be linked to our website, so you'll get to see it there. And this will be a special free uh, video as an introduction, so you'll get that. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into these guest stories. Our first one is brought to us by a pretty close friend of CJ's who got into a little bit of trouble recently.
1: Yeah. So, um, she, she told, you know, she, I, obviously I was here for this story. I was present when it happened, but, uh, it, it was, it got kind of scary for a minute. So I wasn't sure if, uh, she would want to share it, but, uh, she did, she did contact us and say that we could share it. She just didn't want us to, uh, release her real name. So, of
0: course, and that's another thing. Any of these guest submission stories, you can give us permission to use your name and details, or you can leave it completely anonymous. That's perfectly fine as well. We will keep it on the DL. Sorry, oh, yeah. go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we're going to call her Marinara for reasons that nice. you'll come to know in a future podcast. It'll all make sense. We'll tie it in together at a later date. So, um, anyways, we're out at our... Our favorite bar, the one with the terrible DJ, Um, the bartender knows us, and I mean, he usually hooks us up, and on this particular night, he was working on a couple of new concoctions. Um, He's always mixing new drinks and, you know, trying new things, and so he mixed up a couple of things, and he asked Marinara if she wanted to try them out and see what she thought, and so he lined up like six different shots, and they're all different colors, all different liquors. And, of course, he didn't charge her for him because she might hate him. So she was pumped at the idea of free liquor, and she just pounded, like, all of them right then and there. And uh, so this friend is also known as the Wanderer because most of the time when we go out, if she drinks, we'll lose her at some point during the night. She just likes to, like, disappear and make new friends. And then right about the time you're convinced that she's dead in an alley somewhere, she shows back up. So I turn my back for two seconds after the shots, and then poof, she's gone. So fast forward 15 minutes, she shows back up. She's got like 12 new friends and she's like, hell yeah, we're going to the bar around the corner. They have karaoke. And so I walk with them and she's swerving a little bit, but not too bad. So we get to this place and one of her quote unquote new friends bought us double shots for everyone. And so we took those and then we went and ordered a mixed drink. And so I'm standing next to her and she's sitting down in a chair and we're watching our other friend up on stage, and she's singing Tom Petty. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, this huge gag. And I look over just in time to see her, like, projectile vomit into my half-full mixed drink. And all down my arm, all over the table, all over the floor. It was disgusting. <laughs> and so, like, everyone around us takes, like, three giant steps back. Like, like they're about to watch a dance-off at a high school prom or some shit. They just, like, they just spread out like, form circle, (laughs) and so our friend on the stage is, like, halfway through Mary Jane's last dance, and she yells into the mic, oh, hail, and runs off stage to come help me, and so somehow we got marinara into this tiny-ass bathroom stall, and I had someone hold her over the toilet while I washed the fucking chunks off my arm. I went back in, And I held her while they went to get the car. And this was like the tiniest bathroom stall I've ever been in. Like not even enough room to shut the door. And she's like legit passed out cold. Like 100% snoozing on this nasty ass toilet. And here I am like standing behind her. I've got three fingers through her belt loop trying to keep her from inhaling her vomit water. And trying to keep like 18 pounds of hair under control. And so they they pulled the car up to the back. And I'm trying to wake her up and I'm smacking her in the face and she's having none of it. She's actually like in a super deep sleep, like Benadryl sleep. And I'm like, Well fuck, I can't lift her up. We need she's some dead. muscle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I did put my finger under her nose at one point just to check and make sure she was still breathing. But um I was like, There's no fucking way I can lift her up. Like we need we need help. And so I was like, All right, I'll be back. I'm gonna go find us a man and so I went out into the bar, and I'm, like, scouting the place, looking for, like, the burliest, strongest-looking man we can find. And I got kind of sidetracked, thinking to myself, like, why are all these dudes so puny-looking? But I finally found a dude over six feet tall, and so I go up to him, and I was like, are you strong? And he looked at me so fucking weird. He probably thought I was hitting on him or something. But then I told him what was going on, and I swear to God, this dude just switched it over into beast mode. Because he went in there... He picked her up, slung her over his shoulder like it was nothing. He's carrying her out to the car, and the bartender's telling us to take her to the hospital. And I'm like, well, shit. I mean, like, this bartender's like a professional. He probably sees drunk people all the time, and he's telling us to take her to the hospital. So, you You know, we should probably listen. (laughs) And so, and I mean, it just, I don't know. Like, when he said that, my mind just immediately went straight to like, oh, my God, she's been roofied. Like, I was convinced. It just it happens so fast, and I feel like I've seen her drink way more than that. And so I was like, "Oh my God, she's been raped." I was convinced. And so we're speeding across town to the hospital, as if there's like someone with a severed appendage in the back seat. We pull up to the ER doors, and I mean, I'm a little bit tipsy and I'm a little bit dramatic, so I like bust <laughs> up into the ER a and little. I'm like, "We need help! Get a gurney! She needs fluids and CBC stat!" I mean, the only thing missing was, like, a camera crew and theme music to St. Elsewhere playing in the background or something. I should say
0: George Clooney from ER.
1: Exactly. And so the nurses bring out a wheelchair. That's not what I asked for, but okay. So they got her into a room, and we go in with her. And somewhere along the way, she's Peter Pants. They're trying to wake her up, and they finally get her conscious just a tiny bit. And they pointed to me, and they asked her what my name is. And she goes, That's Jamie, and then passed back out. I'm like, we don't even know anyone named Jamie. So I'm like, internally, like, oh my lord, she's got the amnesia. She's got the amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, in not so many words, the doctor pretty much said she drank too much, she needs to sleep it off. She said they don't test for roofies, and she can go home as soon as she wakes up and she can walk. It's already like 4 a.m and our other friend that drove us she needs to go home and i was like it's fine you know we can just uber home and so she went ahead and left so it was just me and marinara so she finally starts stirring around and she opens her eyes and she goes what the fuck i went to sleep in a bar and woke up in the hospital And then you're, starts, you're welcome she starts pulling everything out of and off of her she yanked all of the electrodes off her chest, like in one swoop. She just grabbed all the cords and ripped them all off. Like, I swear to God, she ripped some skin off, like, like it was nothing. She pulled all the electrodes off of her. She took the little O2 sensor off. She took the blood pressure cuff off, and then she starts heading towards the IV. And I was like, bitch, I will press the nurse button. Do not touch that. And she's like asking me what happened. And I told her she doesn't remember anything. Like, her last memory was the first verse of Mary Jane's Last Dance and then the hospital. Nothing in between. And, uh-huh. of course, she's, like, mortified because she's like, what the hell kind of loser can't handle their booze and winds up in the hospital? I mean, it's a college town. I'm pretty sure this hospital, you know, they, they've seen it all. They probably make most of their money on Friday and Saturday nights by pumping stomachs. But still, super embarrassing. So she just wants to leave. So we finally get her discharge papers and leave. Her phone's dead. I've got like 3%. I have no charger. I don't even have my purse. I have my phone, my ID, and my debit card. That's it. And So um, I ordered an Uber, and I turned the screen off, and it said it was 22 minutes away. And so we're sitting on like a park bench in front of the hospital watching the sun come up. She's soaked with urine. I'm soaked with barf, and we're going to get into someone's car. It's great. So I wait what seemed about 22 minutes, and I check the phone again, and it says I'm already on the ride, but nobody has shown up. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? Somebody stole our Uber. Who does that from the hospital? So now I only have 2%. So I call Chris, my husband Chris, and I just know my phone's going to die before I can tell him what's going on. So he answers, and I just, like, scream. Phone's going to die. Come get us at the hospital. Love you. Bye. Bye it was like oh god
0: that's horrifying
1: (laughs) it was like all one word all strung together and then i hung up and the whole way to the hospital he was probably like what the fuck happened he finally pulls up we get in tell him the story and he's like y'all stink like i couldn't even say anything i was so tired and halfway home i get a receipt from uber saying they charged me 28 dollars for my ride that never came and i ended up getting the money back thankfully they took care of it really quick which was good but we got home. I slept so damn hard, and so three weeks later, Marinara you gets woke the hospital... up. Well, <laughs> no, three weeks later, Marinara got her hospital bill in the mail, and it turns out those drinks were not free after all. And that's how we learned that you never try a bartender's new concoction ever.
0: Uh, no, no concoction. I mean. Going back to when I accidentally made those uh ever the Everclear and Sun Drop that pretty much gave me alcohol poisoning.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you don't play. You like, don't st- stick with the tried and
1: true. Yeah. We learned that. I mean, you know, it only cost her about eight hundred dollars.
0: Only. <laughs>
1: only say, I don't think
0: insurance covers alcohol poisoning.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how much her insurance paid, but I just know that after, after it was said and done, she owes like $800.
0: That's insane.
1: So yeah. It's unfortunate. What's our next submission? (laughs) So, uh, the next one is from, uh, from our friend, Ben. I love Ben. Yep. And, uh, and again, I was present for this one. So it's kind of mine and Ben's story, but, uh, well, I guess, and you were present for part of it, too, so I guess it's, like, all, yeah, the first half. all together. Yeah, so, um, so I was up late one night drowning in the freaking endless black hole known as Amazon. You know, like, you know how at the bottom of each item it's, like, if you like this item, you'll love this item. And I just got sucked in, like, I don't Hell know. Hell like yeah, I will. I can't resist it. I have the same problem with YouTube videos, like, this is why I get no sleep. I'm, like, huddled under the covers at 4 a.m., seven hours deep into world's funniest cat videos. Or anyway, conspiracy theories. Or that, yeah. It just, it's, once you start going down the rabbit hole, you just can't stop. So, anyways, it was probably, like, 4 a.m., and I had just bought a jet ski. And so I started out looking at tubes, and then, like, that opened the world of Intel, or not Intel, what was that brand? Intex. Intex Inflatables. And, like, they made inflatable everything. Anything you could think of, they made an inflatable version of it. And I just, I couldn't stop. So, I found this hella awesome item that looks bomb as fuck. And it was on clearance. And I'm like, yep, it's mine. So It, it spoke was, to you. It did. It spoke to me. It was an inflatable canoe. And it was, like, $80 marked down from 200 So, naturally, it was on my doorstep in, like, three days. And so... <laughs> I uh, I didn't exactly mention any of this to to Chris, and um, I didn't tell her I was ordering it. So she just kind of came home from work one day, and I had it blown up in the living room. And I was like, and she was, she's was like, "What? There's a, there's a boat in our living room. What is this?" And I was like, "Do we have a helmet?" And like, I don't even, <laughs> even think she said anything. She was just like there, what? Why? There's a watercraft in our living room. (laughs) And then she eventually asked what the helmet was for. And I was like, I want to get in it and have you push me down the stairs. Because we're six. Yeah. Like I said before, I don't really know how we're allowed to be together unsupervised. So we didn't have any helmets, but I decided to do it anyway. And I only wanted a helmet because The staircase in the apartment went straight down to an outside door that was made of metal, and I didn't really want internal bleeding, so that's why I needed the helmet. But I was like, whatever, we're doing it anyway. So she pushed me down the stairs, and long story short, we put a hole in the wall, and we had to pay to have it fixed. That was unfortunate. And you'd think that would have been the end of using the inflatable canoe for something other than its intended purpose, but it kind of wasn't. So... Me and our friend Ben decided that we're going to take it out on the lake and go fishing. And, I mean, I guess we really weren't using it for something other than its intended purpose. But, I mean, it's just kind of like common sense to not have sharp objects near inflatables. It's just kind of generally a bad idea. Right. So, we're out in the middle of the lake, like way the hell out there. And I don't really know a lot about fishing, I mean, I got a Billy the Bass talking regnet fish for Christmas one year when I was like 11. But beyond that, I'm pretty much a beginner. And so (laughs) I cast what I thought was going to be an awesome line. And I guess when I threw it behind me, I hooked part of the canoe because all I heard was bubbles and we started sinking. And (laughs) we probably looked fucking ridiculous trying to scoop up all of our stuff before we capsized. But thank God, Ben kind of had an inkling that something like this might happen. Because yeah, he his me,
0: rugged man senses went off.
1: Yeah, he was like, you know, I just, this has bad idea written all over it. I'm going to do it anyways, but we're <laughs> going to be smart about it. So he convinced me to leave my phone in the truck. So we didn't lose anything, you know, super expensive like that. But we did lose all my fishing supplies which were minimal because it was pretty much my first time, but still. So, luckily, the canoe has, like, all these different compartments for air, and so the whole entire thing didn't deflate. We were left with, like, two compartments on either end, about the size of, like, a a laptop, I guess. And so we're, like, fucking in the middle of this lake, floating like Jack and Rose on the Titanic, and all these boats are just breezing past us. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, isn't anybody going to stop? I mean, come on. And somebody finally, and we're like paddling, you know, I'm like holding on to the boat with one hand and paddling with the other. And he's doing the same thing on the other end. And we finally got almost back to the shore and this boat comes up and they offered to take us back. And I'm like, no, fuck it. We, we've come this far. We might as well see it through. And they're like, okay, suit yourself. And I took off, and like, I was just done. I was just, like, half floating on what was left of it. I was just like, I give up. This is it. (laughs) So it went in the garbage after that because there was really nothing else left to do with it. Yeah,
0: go ahead and hang that up. Yeah. It it was a nice run while it lasted.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at least it was only 80 bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've had you've had fun for more expensive things. That's true. You spent more money on fun than that. Does that make more sense? That makes yeah. more sense. I don't <laughs> know. Whatever. I'm rambling. It's getting late. Uh, speaking of ramblings, we have made it to the end, which means we are over to journal entry time. We have a three-parter this time. We are still in January of O two. Our three-parter starts at 1.17 p.m. with a sup, G slash W, which is, of course, guess what? I got Live and Let Die on tape earlier. It's a song originally recorded by the Beatles, covered by Guns N' Roses, of course. I love GNR. Who doesn't? I'm so bored. Not much to talk about today. If something does happen today, I'll let you know, but I doubt it. Well... They're about to play an Aussie rock block. Smiley face. Don't forget Metalworks tonight at 11. Peace out. Rock on, Michelle.
1: You're telling your journal, don't forget.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, 8.07. This day has gone by so incredibly slow. I even did my homework. I bet the next three hours are going to be slowest. I have four tapes ready to record off Metalworks tonight. Dad promised that the next time Poison or Cinderella or any other hair metal band comes to town, he'll take me. But I'd rather go with Radio, edit. Apparently I was still on that kick. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 12.42 p.m., same day. Just trying to stay awake. I got some Motley Crue Metallica and Killer Dwarfs so far. I'm about to get Tufts American Hair Band. That song rocks. I think they mention every hair metal band ever, including GNR. Cool, huh? Well, commercials are almost over, so I'm going to go finish Metalworks because I can't listen to the radio and write at the same time.
1: (laughs) That's complicated shit, dude. Apparently, but
0: I know exactly what cassette I'm talking about here because I still own it. And I took that cassette, and I have a record player, tape player, CD player combo. And I took the cassette, and I recorded it onto CD so I could put it in my car. And it is still sitting in my car with all of that music on it from 2002. I dig it. Yeah. So the next one, I must have, like, really been excited about something. Because what happens when I get excited, I start writing in print. And then I finish writing in cursive. So it's half and half. We're in still February, 8.50 p.m., and another reminder to my journal for some reason, don't forget next Friday or Saturday, I have to babysit my brother. Dad's taking Mom to a hotel for their anniversary. How romantic I hate yeah, I hate romance unless it involves some sexy, heavy metal head. Get my point in parentheses it's It's cool though, because Becca's probably going to come over, and I thought while Justin, Joey, and Cody play Nintendo in his room. Me and Becca would watch music videos and hanging out and being back oh and bring back funny memories is this food maybe from when she was my age sounds like fun well I gotta go listen to American Hairband again and dream of hot guys from Los Angeles Um, music to my ears lol so yeah that happened (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> continued Apparently, to
0: happen it. for the next oh, like four years I'm just going to let you know I can, <laughs> I can go ahead and predict what's going to happen yeah so those, those are our journal readings for the night we have um, as a recap this is what we've learned tonight uh, vinegar and bleach make chlorine gas you cannot dye 17 feet of hair with one box of clarol. Chicken should not be cooked over-seasoned at 400 degrees for 45 minutes. Anything Ethiopian is a bad idea. Yeah. You can't cut your bangs with a YouTube tutorial and stick with the same bar you always go to, or else you'll end up taking shots of shitty malt liquor in... uh robitussin cups or you'll end up fucking poisoned by the bartender and end up in the hospital or you'll just end up riding an inflatable canoe to your death this is what (laughs) we've learned (laughs) to your death yes so we learn these things so you don't have to yes you're welcome
1: it's a public service really it is
0: so, again, um, next, uh, I say next week, but who knows when we're recording. It's going to be somewhere around the Halloween holiday. Um, next episode is going to be our Halloween special. We've got some stories uh, around the surrounding holiday. Again, we're going to be dressed up and releasing the video this time on our website. Again, that website is, jot it down, www.. Chris, so that's K R I S one zero. Emma's and Mary. J is in Joy eight seven at. Nope, that's my email address. Dot Wix site s i t e. It's W i x s i t e Wixsite. dot Wix com backslash. Remember that one time all spelled out. If that's too much for you to handle, go to our Facebook page at Just Remember That One Time. Pop it in in the search bar. You'll find us. And uh, you can get to our website from the links there. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Podcasts.com. I'm not sure if we have a Twitter or anything. I guess we'll look into that. We do. Ah, we do have a YouTube channel now. I completely forgot about that. So we are YouTube. And so our very first video on YouTube is going to be our Halloween special. Uh, So... I guess that kind of really puts our idea of doing like a paid VIP video thing. If we're going to put them on YouTube, we can't really do that. I guess our VIP is going to be for um, other things that we can upload, such as pictures of journal entries or just random pictures of stuff. We'll find content. We'll figure it out. Um, yep. but that That's pretty much it for this time. And until next time.
1: See you later.